Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Welcome back, everyone. And this is a special episode. Um, special because it's only me and Grace, but we're here on Mother's Day. And it's special because Grace's due date was a couple days ago. And no, it's in a couple days. Oh, it's in a couple days? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I thought it was on Cinco de Mayo. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said I wanted it to be on, on that day, like her be born or on like May 4th. Like, those oh yeah. Days. But it's past, so we're still going. Shooting for her due date? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Yeah, this is going to be one of our last episodes, uh, like, in real time until Grace becomes a mom of two. So happy Mother's Day to you, Grace, all our moms listening, to all our aunts and our cousins and our sisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it wasn't for your uterus, none of us would be here. Or, like, any woman's guidance, like, leading anyone. Um, I think we celebrate any woman um, in like that mother figure, auntie figure, anything. So, or if you're a cat mom or a dog mom or oh, a pet mom. I just <laughs> posted on my story, Quay. I'm looking up <laughs> my left, and my steak plant is like, like one of them's like totally like bent. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a good mom, but a terrible plant mom. <laughs> I'm a good mom. I'm a good plant mom now, but um, it's only because I started using an app and it tells me when to check, when to like um, water, what to look for in my plant. So I was never a good plant mom before. Um, so hopefully, maybe I'll be a good real mom one day. <laughs> You're learning. <laughs> I need an app. <laughs> So how's it going, Quay? Um, well, spring has sprung and we, we're out enjoying the weather lately. Like we both have been, but spring has sprung and it's brought in a lot of my exes back into my DMs. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, this is regrowth. Think that you can regrow into my life because it's not. And um, I was talking to you about it and like Erica about it and Something I think like I so I've never been friends with exes because I'm like no that chapter is done mm -hmm. I've never had them in my life as friends and some really good advice that I got recently because um it's, it's it has happened a couple times but some good advice was that if it's gonna reopen the wound like because a part of me wanted to know like can we really be friends with our exes can it be just mutual friendship and somebody had said like if it reopens the wound or like gives you any type of like recreating that emotion like don't do it mm -hmm. that's good point. and it did like remind me again of like oh no you were a shitty friend when you did this to me as my partner or like 
yeah when, and though when I frame it like that I'm like not only you were my partner but you were a shitty friend and I don't want that in my life mm-hmm. so um being like remembering that I'm like no that re re hurts the wound so yeah I'm not gonna let them in my life mm-hmm. good for you that's a really like I like that um it's a test right like yeah yeah I think there, there's a couple exes I would let back in my life for sure though, but none of them reached out. <laughs> all the ones I didn't want. <laughs> Is this like a cue for like all of Quay's exes to just. No, there's one, <laughs> there's one and he knows who he is and he would never. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I know on a previous episode, you talked about um some blood work that you recently got Mm -hmm. and it gave you a lot of interesting information and kind of stuff that will help you so how has that been and has there how has that adjustment been it's been really challenging I wouldn't say hard and I wouldn't say easy because um I forget all the time that I'm not supposed to eat like eat not eat things but have things so it's been challenging to not have potato, rice, oat, or grains. And like everything. So if you don't order something like pasta, then you have like rice. And if you don't have pasta or rice, then you have like gnocchi. And like everything is made from like those three things. Or if they're grain-free, it's like made from oats, like oat flour. Yeah. So that's been like an experience. Only one I want to have, like, I don't know, like a, like a cookie or something, mm-hmm. but it's not that hard when I'm thinking of like whole meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that hard when I put my focus on protein intake. Yeah. But the thing that I have had been having a hard time with is the, so I'm not supposed to have coffee mm-hmm. and just as like, cause I, I'm so addicted to it. So we want like put a pause on everything. And I have been having decaf because I'm still trying to knock off the caffeine. But and then when I can remember, I'll order like a matcha tea, but they're always out of it everywhere I go at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I'm just making excuses, really. I could just not go to Starbucks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I've been definitely feeling a difference. And I don't know if it's mostly because of my vitamin supplements. Like Mm, I think I told you guys, so when you're supposed to be in B vitamin around, I want to say like 400, your level's 400, but mine was like 200. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's the right way to describe it. And then I was taking like direct vitamin B shots. And then I'm taking liquid vitamin D because I was at like 27 and you're supposed to be at like 130 or something at the minimum. Wow. So now that I've been taking those things on high dosages, died high doses, you know what I mean? I don't yes. know. <laughs> I don't know if it's the food or the vitamins or like I don't know what did it, what is making me feel so good, but I feel good. Like I I want everyone. Yeah, of course my goal is to like lose weight and be good and have healthy inside and out. But also like, I've never felt in a long time this like 
when you wake up and you're like, all right, let's start the day like that. So good. Yeah. Thing. Um, so I, I'm like, everyone just go get your fucking blood work checked out. Like I know it might be a lot and it, it is a lot of money to go do it. It's like $400, $400, but the test that you did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, no different one. So I did have to pay for my blood work, but I think it was only like 50 bucks, 30 bucks, maybe per, per test. But mm-hmm. those two things I tested for were worth it because sometimes I'm like walking in the sun and I literally feel high. <laughs> I'm like so happy. And um, I'm like, what the fuck is this life? <laughs> yeah. Just give me a couple vitamins. I don't need any drugs. Just, I need straight vitamins. Um, so yeah, that happened the other day. And I was like, can you believe I've been living a life pulling myself through the mud thinking this is all it was going to be <laughs> yeah well that's hard yeah but he, yeah so go get your blood work done go out take care of yourself do do it that way um but how have you been my my pregnant friend well I also saw my naturopath last week and um he wanted to like help me just have a plan for when I deliver and um it was really good. Like he gave me, um, so he said this should be a staple in everyone's like medicine cabinet is vitamin C, but, um, it's important for after delivery because it, it helps with tissue repair. Um, and so I'm going to be on like high doses of vitamin C once I deliver to help with that. And then I'm on two other things, um, that I'm only on for like a month after and one is to help with like uterus support. I think that it brings like extra blood to those, like to my like midsection to just help with, with like my uterus is going to be like shrinking back down. And then another one to help with inflammation at the same time, because naturally in pregnancy, like your body will like, um, like inflame because it's, I don't know why, but anyways, I'm on that support. And I, I, I only start those two things. Um, well, and I guess the vitamin C as well. So three, um, after I deliver, but I'm on a little bit of vitamin C right now. Cause you need that anyways. Um, yeah, what, can you tell me what it does? Vitamin C. Vitamin C like helps with tissue repair. Right. That's why. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So like with anything that's going to be happening down there. It's going to like help support like wounds and things like that. So, um, I feel just really like taken care of at the naturopath. Um, like, a, I know that you dealt with this too, like seeing like a regular nurse before and trying to fight for blood work. And they're like, they didn't yeah. want it because when I saw the naturopath last year, he's like, Oh, I want you to do like a full thyroid panel it's going to cost you money though. He's like, but if you go to your family doctor and like ask for it, but like, they'll be able to, but they're hesitant to, because it costs, they have to like provide a reason like why they want to get like further blood work done. And if he's like, if they haven't done already, um, then he's like, he's like, I don't know. You can decide, do you want to pay for it now or like fight, fight and get it. And I'm like, I'm just going to pay for it now because I don't want to go through all these other hoops. Yeah. To like find out. Even when you do do the blood work, because I fought a little bit and I got some of it paid for through my um, nurse practitioner. 
but they even like read my records and didn't recommend me any B12 or vitamin D or supplements. They just mm-hmm. were like, you're not, you're like edging. They didn't even tell me I was edging close to like the, the detrimental level. They mm-hmm. were just like, no, she's not, she's not like dead. So <laughs> she doesn't need this. And I'm like, I was at 27 and you're supposed to be at 130. Yeah. Or like somewhere that I'm like, t- some people, you want me to go to level f- number five before you help me out? Fuck yeah. Guys. So they well, can even, was, even yeah. fight for yourself and have them do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think always getting second opinions because that was like what I told you with my last blood work, my naturopath saw. And he's like, he's like, although you're in the normal range for your iron iron he's like it's very low in the normal range to your like to your doctor and he's like he's like have you been like extra tired and I'm like well like I'm pregnant and I'm a mom like but yeah I guess so and so I'm on an iron supplement um for that reason not and it's interesting because he's like not that you're not getting enough iron like he's like, unless you're eating only like vegetables and like, and fruit, he's like, you're eating other things. He's like, your body's probably just not absorbing it properly. Um, which makes a lot of sense. So yeah, that's my naturopath update. I'm due any day for a baby, which I feel like it's never going to come. Um, but we're so like just awaiting her arrival and I've been off work for, a week now, which has been nice. This past week has been rainy. So I've just been like at home going for walks, relaxing. Um, finally, like getting around to cleaning, um, which is good. Um, and yeah, like, I feel like I'm totally ready, but this is mother's day and we want to, um, the bulk of the episode, we want to talk about kind of what our mothers taught us and how we're living through that um, advice or um, what they've taught us like every day. So um, Quay, what is one thing that your mom has taught us that you don't forget about? I think my mom has in general just taught me to be a bad bitch. And I mean that in like the best way. Because she taught me to be, to like stand up for myself, seeing her and stand up for what's right. So Mm -hmm. seeing her all my life, like, oh, if we got, if we faced racism in the classroom and we told her like what had happened, she was busting in those doors. If we were like mistreated at winners, busting in the doors. If she (laughs) like, and I'm just like. I am so loved and cared for and protected that like I am like my mom was always like the mama bear like I'm coming in and no one's gonna mistreat my children um she taught me about that but like standing up for yourself and like I deserve to be treated well like I deserve all that stuff and um so she taught me how to like use my voice and I really attribute her to like I think you know what, what I'm referring to, like in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So I like when the moment we weren't being treated properly, I was like, um, no, mm-hmm. you deserve to be treated properly. Mm-hmm. And so I used my voice and I got changes made. And 
yeah so I think she taught me to be a bad bitch in that way but also to be like um very kind mm-hmm. and loving and like she was a gift her love language was gifts mm-hmm. so she also taught me a lot about like jewelry but I'm just going on now but remembering <laughs> all the good things <laughs> but she taught me how to bake I don't know how to oh bake. yeah nice I don't really know how to take it like take care of a home but if you want me to bake anything I can bake you nine things off the top of my head like I, I'm so good at it um I can work an oven I can't work a stove okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but tell me what so my mom's name was Libby mm-hmm. uh, so tell me what Mary taught you so Mary taught me um I think what I remind myself most is always to make your home your safe place. And it, I always think about that, Um, especially when I moved to Toronto for the first time, I was saying to Quay, um, I didn't want to live in like a student party house. Um, Like that wasn't my my vibe because I wouldn't have felt safe there. If like so many people were coming in all the time, it wouldn't have felt like my own space. And then even, um, you know, raising a, starting a home like and with a family you know I want it a place where it's I can relax in and it's you know she she always told me like if you're ever feeling stressed you know like clean up your house make it like what you want it to be light a candle relax read a book so I that's what I always um, take forward is just making my my home my safe place I like that. And sometimes I think of that when I'm cleaning up my place with what your mom says. And I think that also like influenced me this year and in making my home like everything I wanted, like all the colors that I want, all like, but having it as like a safe in the sense where it's calm visually. Mm-hmm. Because I think that I'm very visual. And when I come home, I need everything to be muted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that what that has to say about like me, but everything has to be like these calm green, blue, neutral, beige colors. And I'm like, I feel like I can breathe. But if you put me somewhere with like really bright things, then I'm like, that's not gonna be a calm place to come home to. <laughs> My eyes got really big for the listeners. I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I love IKEA, but I love the IKEA places that look um not dark like you know how the different yeah. rooms yeah the dark rooms are really nice though but like they're not for me yeah yeah okay next question what did your mom subconsciously teach you by showing her struggle and resiliency you me? okay my mom taught me like seeing her struggle and go through school and go through jobs she taught me that you can always build Cause I know that she was a librarian before and like, she was a craftsman and like made jewelry. And then she was like getting into contract work, but she like, she was constantly building, growing, adapting and evolving. And like, it just kept propelling her to be like sustainable. Like, yeah, she was always learning how to keep us afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you can always build. 
And that's really, it's really being, not being, it's really playing a, a part in my life right now because I'm like, what can I do next? And then it's like, I don't know, whatever I want to do, because you can always build, you can go anyway. So what about you? What did your mom teach you? When I think of like her struggles um, throughout our, our life, like she was a single mom, like it was mostly like just me and her because our, my siblings were a lot older. Um, And I just think of her like in every time that was hard she would always lean on her friends. And I feel like I'm in a similar position. Sorry if you hear Nico in the back. <laughs> um, where, you know, like I'm in a city where I don't have my own family. Like I have my in-laws and they're amazing. But, um, and my mom was in a similar position. Like her family was back home on her community and she had her in-laws mainly in town, but she made her friends, like her family. And like, they were, you know, there's some of her girlfriends that I look up to as like, they're like aunts to me, or they're pretty much like family. So in every hard time, she would always like go to her friends and that were like her family or her sisters. And I just think, you know, like, it's so important to lean on those people that really care about you. Um, So that's like what I remember from my mom. Nice. I was just thinking about how my one friend, Nora, she kind of emulates both of that, those things. I, w- I want to have her on the podcast soon. Yeah. She would be so fun to talk to. I've asked her a couple times and she's always been like, no. But <laughs> <laughs> I know she's like, what would I talk about? And I'm like, I don't know. Fuck, you're, you're a bad bitch. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> All the things you do. Um, but she like has always been building like, she went to school and like always to show her girls like you can't stop yeah yeah. like that's what she's teaching them that's what my mom taught me and like she's always like leaned on her friends and stuff too so Mm -hmm. you gotta have her on okay so what this is a question for us as um pretty generic women but (laughs) because I know that uh, there's like you know, people like, what did your mom teach you about being a woman? And that can be very subjective. So for us, what did Grace, what did your mom teach you about being a woman? She taught me to always be self-sufficient. So, you know, like she didn't have anyone to lean on. So um, growing up, she taught me, you know, like, don't, I don't know, like to always be self-sufficient, always make my own money. Um, That was super important. Um, You know, I didn't have, even just when I think like about like car insurance or something, like, you know, there's a lot of my friends that were like, oh yeah, like I just got a car and I got insurance like under my mom or my dad or things like that. Like they bought me a car and like my mom was like, you're never going to be like on my insurance because that will affect me. And you need to like make your own history and things like that. So, and then even like when a couple years ago, like I didn't return back to work after Nico, just with the circumstances of like work being too far and like raising my family and things like that, it was like a big thing for my mom to kind of come to terms with because she's like, you're like giving up like a secure job 
And I think it kind of freaked her out. Um, and like, that was just the thing. She's like, I want to see my daughter, you know, like be able to like, if she had to like take care of herself. And like, I see that now. And I think it's so important as a woman to be able to take care of yourself. Um, and yeah, so like, that was, that was the one thing I remember my mom teaching me about being a woman. What about you? Okay. It's along the same lines. Like she definitely taught me, um, you have to have your own money and income, mm-hmm. but also your own bank account. Like mm-hmm. you can go, you can have a joint bank account with your man, your husband, mm-hmm. you can do all that, but like, you need your own on the side. And so she taught me about that. And she taught me about like, um, as a woman, you have to have a hard work ethic Mm-hmm. And she wasn't Kim Kardashian about it. She was more like, women have been disproportionately, no, women, ha- yeah, disproportionately. She's like, women of color, minorities, women, we have had a hard time getting the standard of living compared to a white male. So you have to put, unfortunately, you do have to put in the work and be steady mm-hmm. um, in order to like attain the same thing as a mediocre man. Mm-hmm. so she early on she's like what's that you got to put it got to put the work in and so teaching me that and like learning to have my own money and my own bank account and not not sharing my card with my partner mm-hmm. that was a really big thing like she shared her card with me and my brothers but she like always told me don't give your card to your boyfriend yeah and I remember this one time when I finally got a job and the person I was seeing at the time she's like this is how much you're making don't let him know and don't disclose any information to him and you keep your card to yourself make sure he has no well maybe this now that I'm saying this and like remembering what you said because she's like make sure he has no access to your credit card and I was like I think she just the person I was dating was just like she kind of had an idea yeah I yeah. think she had an idea but like her telling me all that stuff when she did also set my mind like no whatever whatever I'm making I it's going to be mine and my partner is not going to have access to it until like we are in a committed relationship where we're sharing mm-hmm. the household and all those things like that's uh-huh. a different landscape yeah um and now I am more comfortable talking about my what I make but also because um somebody who I've recently dated they were making more than me. Mm-hmm. So I was like proud of what I was at this age. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, I think when you date someone or you're with someone who has like the same work ethic and hard work and like goals as you do mm-hmm. in terms of like lifestyle, then it's a little bit different because the person I dated at that time didn't have the same goals or lifestyle in mind that I did. So um, that's not what she taught me about <laughs> relationships, but that's what she taught me about like, how to be a woman. Yeah. That's so important. There was like, there's one meme or something that I see all the time. And it's like, yeah, I'm high, high maintenance, but I maintain myself. Mm. And I think that's like what she taught me. Yeah, totally. Okay. So now the next question has a little, what to do has a little bit to do with what we always talk about, which is like, living a balanced life like we love to talk about that so how or what did your mom teach you about balancing life 
so yeah like I think um I don't know like I think it would have been super hard to balance life as a single mom like well yeah obviously it is so um I remember like growing up we would always do I think like balancing life is just like taking time off from like priorities that you have to do like going to work and things like that I remember we would always do like spa home like home spa days or spa home days um where we would do like foot baths and like face masks and our nails or um like we remember like going to like video network and picking out a movie for like the weekend and things like that but I do always remember my mom going for walks like walks was a big thing for her and there's like this um, like man-made lake called Boulevard Lake. And she like every day she would like walk around it and it would take probably like an hour. Um, and she would always do that. I'm actually just like remembering that now. It seems so long ago. So she would always like prioritize that. Um, like I mentioned earlier, she'd always value spending time with friends who became like family and I think that was like her outlet to like be out. Um, And cause like I could be there like with their kids or, you know, just like they became like family too. So um, yeah, that was kind of how she balanced life and how I, you know, like as a mom and being busy as well, you know, um, and also just like trying to figure out finances and things like that, like, you know, taking care of yourself doesn't have to be a huge expense. Like it could be something that you're doing at home or you're like, you're going out for a walk and things like that, like don't cost money or visiting like friends down the street. Like, so I, um, yeah, that's something I like take forward, um, in my own life. What about you, Quay? Okay. So kind of the same again, but, um, my mom taught me about balancing life. Okay. Wait, one thing I do want to mention about like being a woman um, and balancing life is like having good eyebrows. Like one of the things my mom taught me about like um, going to a nail tech or an eyebrow tech or anyone who does your hair or lashes, any like beauty care, look at theirs. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. they have uneven eyebrows, don't let them touch your shit. If they have wild like, hair, wild hair or like weird blonde hair, like don't let them touch your shit um so that's what she taught me and I wanted to give that piece of advice wait and that's so I, funny because that was something my mom taught <laughs> me like that was the first like self-care thing I did was getting my eyebrows done because yeah my mom yeah me too eyebrows done. yeah same and she said I looked all around to say Marie for this lady and she was the only one who had even eyebrows and I was like what so it's really important to have even eyebrows and it can be done. Like, you know how people say like, they're cousins, not sisters. No, they're siblings. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And so gotta look, look the same. At, yeah, I look at my face and I'm like, fuck, they're distant cousins. <laughs> uh, my mom also told me like, once I started working, um, like any job, even a part-time job when I was younger, she's like, you should always like get your nails done because if people are seeing your hands, like if yeah. you're looking at like a teller or like a bank, she's like, it's nice. It's a nice touch to like 
have your nails done if you can. So for a long time, I sometimes go like huge stretches without getting anything done. And I'm yeah. like, no, I got to like fix myself up. But I love like, okay, so my mom taught me about balancing life. She taught me like a lot about self-care. And I think that's why we always talk about it. And that's like a major theme on our podcast. But yeah, I like love getting my nails done every two weeks. I love getting my lashes done. I love like going for a hair trim. I love all of those things. Do you I like don't the do my- process of like getting your nails done or just like the after of like, ha, huh, I have it done? The during. I kind of hate like getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> I love sitting there and being like, I'm just like sitting here. I offer the My hands are just like out and I'm just like smiling with my eyes closed because I'm like, this is what I know what to do. So if I'm having a hard time, like one time something was happening at work, Grace, and like we were texting, texting because it was like a, a really heavy situation. And like the next thing I knew, I like had a face mask on and I'm like trying to like breathe through it. Cause I'm like, this is what I know. When life is stressed, you take, you look after yourself. And what I can do right now, cause it's nighttime. I can't really go for a walk or a run or workout. I can put a face mask on. A face mask. You know what um, also helps is taking baths. And I was never a bath person. Yeah. But for some reason, like even if I have a headache or I've been like nauseous or sick, I like get in the tub, even if it's for like five minutes, I'm like, oh, that actually like kind of healed me. And then I get out, <laughs> but I've been, I hate like getting out of the tub. That's like the worst part. I hate the, I'm, so I like the tub, but I hate the tub when you have to wash your hair. That's my only like. Oh yeah. You don't, you don't take a tub if you need to wash your hair. No. So <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I, I, but I've been, I've been doing tubs lately. And I have been so happy about them too. Um, but yeah, my mom taught me about balancing life. Um, I think I got, she she would take us away on weekends to like Traverse City, like Michigan or anything. Ooh, same. Like yeah. little family trips. And like she taught me how to take care of myself physically. Like I after my brother was born, I kept seeing her going for runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would want always want to run 5K. Ooh, and so yeah. now that's something I, I'm so grateful I saw too, because now I'm like, okay, well, can't, I can't ever stop running. Like it's something I'm going to be doing my whole life, even though like I go breaks at a time from not doing it. Yeah. I'm like, no, like I have to be physically active. I have to take care of my health and this is how I was shown to do it. So here I go. And there's a yeah. lot of like theories and science that's, that backs up like how running is therapeutic for indigenous people Mm -hmm. like sure it's bad on your knees but you don't have to go with 10k a day you can go for like 30 minutes a day and it's like good for your health and your heart yeah um so that's that's something that she taught me and that's something that I look for now in people that I see that I date I'm like I want someone who's physically active as well you don't have to be active like in the gym throwing weights you don't have to be active like I into sports like you could even do something that's like I don't know do you like to swim do you like to just go for 30 minute jogs and like go in the sauna and steam yeah like looking for partners who know how to take care of their health and themselves is something that I look for now Mm -hmm. because I want to live a balanced life with my person 
Totally. And you want them to like prioritize self-care, even yeah. if it's not something like, like, like fitness is so important, like even just to get your body moving, but something that they're like doing on their own that like betters themselves. Yeah. Like go and take care of yourself in that way. Go. Yeah. Go do it. Get out of here. <laughs> Leave me alone for a minute. Let me go take care of myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are you? So we're coming to the end of our episode. Mm-hmm. But what are you most looking forward to about this next stage in your life as a mom of two? It's kind of freaking me out when you're saying like a mama two, because I'm like, whoa, that's like <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Um I'm just excited to meet her like it's this mystery of what she's gonna look like and who she's gonna be and I'm just like most excited for that um yeah like it's I remember just like how special um like I forget a lot of things of like pregnancy with Nico um but one thing I remember from like the birth with Nico was when they like threw him on me And my heart was like beating like crazy. And my heart literally was skipping beats to like match up with his heartbeat. Like, I remember that, like it was pumping so hard and then just like slowing, slowing down. And then it like matched his heartbeat and it was like insane. Um, And that was one thing I remember that was just like so special and I'm just like excited to meet her and hopefully it's this week. Hopefully it's like tonight. Like, honestly, I'd be happy if my water broke right now. Like anything, like I'm just, we're just just excited to meet her. So yeah. Okay. One more thing before we go. Did you wear a diaper after you gave birth? Oh yeah. Yeah. I even bought like, that's in my, my bag to like bring is like adult diapers. Cause they're just way easier to be clean yes yeah. <laughs> I, I I like have been noticing not noticing I've been learning that it's such a norm that I didn't know about so I just wanted to ask that because I think that everybody needs to start learning more about pregnancy and afterbirth mm-hmm. yeah that's something I'm like really gonna take serious this time is just you know giving my body time to heal Um, and not putting myself in any like situations or pressures on myself to like be up and Adam, like, you know, anytime sooner than I'm like not ready for. Mm -hmm. Um, because like our body or my body is going to be going through so much. So yeah, that's something I'm going to be doing to take care of myself is just giving the time it needs to heal and, um, things like that. Well, you're going to be like, that's what I do to take care of myself is wearing a diaper. Wearing a diaper. Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of is because you're not stressing out. You're like, eh, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. It's way easier than like the maxi pads they give you at the hospital. And I'm like, I could like bleed through this thing anytime. So like, I'd rather just put really? on a diaper. So yeah. You could bleed through it. Well, bleed through it or like if it's not like positioned right, like, oh, you know, and you're like moving around, taking care of a baby. And like, I don't want to be like worrying that I'm going to like bleed through 
anything I'm wearing or sitting on. So, um, and you're like, you're like pretty much like on a super heavy period for like weeks. So it's just easier to like, just put on a diaper so you don't have to like stress about that. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Hopefully there's like no males. Well, even if males are listening to this. No, if they are, you better fucking know that we're bleeding from the crotch. Yeah. Get us a T, fuck. You're bleeding and you're like, it's like a wound down there. Like you're swollen and everything is like, it's a total wound. Even when, if you have a C-section, I don't have experience with that, but like that you're, you're healing, like give yourself time. So yeah. Um, what so a great, with that, yeah. Thank all our moms for however yeah. they birthed us. Cause fuck, that was a wound. No, we, we gave the wounds. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, moms are so important and we're so glad to have you know, all the women in our life, if there are yeah. mothers, if there are aunts, if there are kokums or grandmothers, they're all so important. Um, and they're leading the way for us. And, you know, I really love this episode. I love hearing about like other people's moms and like what they taught us. Cause like, it's crazy. I'm going to have a daughter soon and, you know, I'm going to teach her how to be like a good woman and, you know, these are things that I want her to learn. And Quay, I like want you to like help teach her too how to be like a badass bitch. <laughs> I was gonna say my specialty is <laughs> specialty. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so with that, Silvis, we're gonna end the episode. Hope everybody has a good day. Yes. We hold space for you too if you have a strained relationship with your mother. We hold space for you if you love mother-like figures. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone is welcome, and we appreciate that there is people we can love on today. Yes, for sure. Okay, signing off. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. So your podcast, Andy's know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.